My first guest this afternoon is David Glenn. You know him uh, probably from a very long radio career. Also works right now Chapelboro.com. He's a sports writer, ACC know-all. He's uh, definitely an expert on a recent meeting that uh, happened between the athletic directors within the Atlantic Coast Conference talking about finances. This is a big topic, especially as a lot of the major conferences in college sports are restructuring and figuring out the future of what college sports are going to look like. David, thanks for being on the show. Good to be with you again, Nate. Tell me about this recent meeting. I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't necessarily know how the ACC works. What's the significance of athletic directors coming together and talking about financial distribution? Well, they do have these annual meetings. Nowadays, it's held at a very ritzy resort in Amelia Island, Florida, which is near Jacksonville. But this year's event, not too long ago, was particularly important because whereas the ACC, for the first 50 or so years of existence, made as much money or more money than any other conference out there, over the last 20 years, it has gradually fallen behind financially, really to just two leagues, the Big Ten and the SEC. And whereas that gap is reasonable and manageable right now, and the ACC is still winning plenty of championships on the field, the projections into the future are for that, mainly because of the differentials in TV money, the ACC is going to fall further and further behind the SEC and the Big Ten. So this year's meetings of those athletic directors and university presidents get calls on these important matters as well, was how is the ACC going to remain competitive when, for example, Big Ten schools got $60 million checks each from their conference office this past year, and the ACC schools got checks of about $40 million each. Uh, That's a significant gap, and again, the gap is only going to grow And that's why there's a whole lot of nervous people in the ACC. I mean, my first thought goes straight to college football. I mean, Big Ten, SEC, when I think of college football, I think of those two conferences. Does that have that large of an impact to where the ACC is hurt just because of football? It does. You know, the ACC is most famous for men's basketball. It's also famous for a lot of other things. And for reasons that are somewhat complicated, America fell in love with football. And it just so happens that football is not the sport where the ACC has excelled nearly as much as those two leagues that you mentioned. So it's, and it's not about just winning on the field. Obviously, that's important. And we all know that the Southeastern Conference wins more national titles in football than anybody else by a lot. The Big Ten actually doesn't win a lot of championships nationally in football, but it has a whole lot of fans who watch in large numbers a lot of those college football games, the majority of the value in all these TV contracts is traceable to the sport of football. Some estimate that those TV deals are worth 80% football, about 19% men's basketball, and about 1% all other sports combined. So the more people watch, the more valuable your conference TV deal is. In the SEC, there's a passion for football. Everybody loves a winner. There's a culture of football in the southeastern United States. In the Big Ten, they just have enormous alumni bases. I think the the new Big Ten, now that it's expanding again, has seven of the largest ten living alumni bases in America. So even if it's not quite as good a football product in the Big Ten as it is in the SEC, 
those sheer alumni numbers do translate into sheer TV numbers, which do translate into sheer TV dollars for these leagues. The ACC has had some success in football, has millions of football fans, but when you start crunching the numbers, it, it's just significantly behind those two other leagues. And remember, Maryland left the ACC about a decade ago for the Big Ten. That was entirely for TV money reasons. So there are schools like Clemson and Florida State standing up and screaming and saying, A, we need to close this financial gap or at least minimize it, and B, they subtly suggest that if the ACC doesn't do more uh, to to give them the benefit of the doubt as prominent football programs historically, uh, lingering in the back of anybody's mind, of course, is would another school try to leave the ACC the, the way Maryland did a decade or so ago? Talking with David Glenn, Chapelboro.com, longtime radio host, sports writer here in the Triangle area. Uh, one thing that comes to my mind, though, because I see a lot of things in the news with how sports is going to be broadcast going into the future with a lot of places, especially ESPN now, saying they might offer a direct-to-consumer option where you don't have to have cable, you don't have to have YouTube TV. Would the ACC benefit in some way by offering a direct-to-consumer option where you just subscribe to, I want to watch the the uh, the Tar Heels play football, and you don't have to have a, a cable service. You can just go straight to the ACC. Well, there, there are some options where you can already do that with a specific school, for example. But for the ACC as a whole to offer something like that, they would have to buy back some of the broadcast rights that they've already sold to their TV partner. Uh, it's essentially Disney, which is not only ESPN, but ESPN2 and ESPNU and ABC and ESPN Plus and all the other branches of that octopus um, that is Disney slash ESPN. So it, it is, I think the bottom line, even in this futuristic world, is how much demand is there for your sports product? However, it ends up being consumed five or ten years from now. You still need partners um, in the shorter term to, to distribute that product. And as in the ACC's case, remember, they have sold their multimedia rights all the way through the year 2036. So one of the reasons that the ACC has fallen behind is that that deal, many believe, is well below market value and was signed too far into the future, whereas the SEC and the Big Ten recently struck new deals that really just kind of crushed the value of the ACC's TV deals. So it still comes back to the the quality of your product and the demand for that product, even as we all agree how people consume it over the next decade plus is is, uh, an educated guessing game. Just got a few minutes with you left. Um, my my next kind of the, the big thing I'm wondering is obviously NIL being such a new and very impactful thing on college and even high school sports. Uh, can the ACC compete with NIL, and is that going to play a huge role in the quality of the product? Because that seems like what it comes down to is we just need better football teams to uh, compete nationally. Well, one thing that's interesting is even though the ACC has spent these last 20 years gradually falling behind those other two leagues financially, the ACC is still winning as many championships as anybody else. Just this current academic year, 2002-2003, ACC teams and schools have won nine NCAA team championships, and they still have a chance to add to that list with college baseball's championship going on and some other sports still out there lingering. Uh, That's the most in the history of the Atlantic Coast Conference. 
So it is doing things right in terms of hiring good coaches, upgrading their facilities, providing name, image, likeness, money, which, remember, is not straight from the schools, but it's, it's from third parties. Somebody wants an athlete on a billboard. Somebody wants them to sign autographs. Someone wants them to make personal appearances or, or do promotional work on their social media accounts. That money comes from often fans or boosters or supporters of these athletic programs. So the ACC is doing a lot of these other things well that is helping the league and its member schools competitively. You just start to wonder if, if five years from now, the Big Ten schools are making $100 million per school per year, and the ACC schools are stuck at 50 or $60 million per school per year. The question becomes, is that such a big gap that even if the ACC coaches and athletes and boosters and NIL money are doing good things, does that gap uh, start to prevent those headlines like the one I just described where the ACC is still winning more than everybody else? But David Scott Lasseter here, yokel, local, uh, enjoying my time here, guest on uh, on the afternoon news here with Nate. Question for you, and also I'm a, I need you to hear my, my – uh, explanation of why I care about this. Big Wolfpack tailgate fan. Big Wolfpack okay. tailgate fan. So um, talk to me a little bit about how this goes into the scheduling of games. Because, you know, at 12, 12 p.m. kickoffs, you know, for football uh, TV rights, that, that cramps my style a little bit. There's only mm-hmm. so much you can do. Um, is it fair to say that these these uh, media sales and, and contracts are driving – how schools are, are scheduling their football matchups? Yeah, I remember this. Once ESPN or any other TV partner steps up and pays you just enormous amounts of money, hundreds of millions of dollars, they're going to want a lot of control. And that means every once in a while they're going to want a holiday game when, when not as many other okay. games are on to compete. But they also want control of which games are on which of their channels and at what time. And they know, for example, that you know a higher-profile game is going to get ESPN, a mid-profile game might get ESPN2, a lower-profile game might get ESPNU. Uh, and, and, you know, there's back in the day there was Raycom broadcasting sort of that, uh, that less desirable noon game in many weeks. Um, that, that's kind of the lower end of the totem pole, if you will. So we need our pack to step fans, up. <laughs> even though fans don't like those start times, it is all driven by TV. And I know the athletic directors and sometimes even coaches get the, the nasty grams when fans are complaining. But once somebody pays you hundreds of millions to your product, you, you better be ready to play by their rules, including starting times, uh, to a great degree. And that, you know, the, the fans, unfortunately, their voices are heard, but uh, the almighty dollar ends up translating it, uh, much more into when those games are played. His name's David Glenn. You'll find him on Chapelboro.com, one of the best ACC experts you can find out there. David, thank you so much for talking college sports with us. Great to be with you all again. Keep up the good work.